0: When you stand up and get ready to take a blow, you have the confidence that you can accept the blow. As a point of interest, none of my men wear protection in the groin. After all, you wouldn't want your attacker to get injured. That hurt my foot. The team obviously um, has had a long preseason, as every team, and uh, are uh, looking forward to start uh, the league and all the preparation that that we have uh, done it, uh, put it into the field. Um, as you know, we'll, we'll have uh, some uh, some players uh, missing the, the game uh, still, and. Uh, uh, but i think overall is something that we really has happened during this preseason and the team has responded very well and the players has uh, done a very good job and uh, we hope like uh we can uh, we can play uh, the same way uh against uh, san jose
1: yeah we're really excited obviously playing our first um game of the season at home in front of our fans beautiful weather um against uh, a really good team um that that squeezed into the to the playoffs last year so um you know we're we're really excited i think we've done a lot of good things in preseason and we're looking forward to rolling on with it
0: all right we me, we are live um welcome to afterburn soccer show it's preseason it's it's a new year major league uh, soccer season is just around the corner and so we're excited to 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 go live here, I'm, I'm Nathan Hill, the host of this here hangout time, this little podcast conversation. You can follow me at Nathan J. Hill on Twitter. Uh, our buddy Jose Carmona's with us at El Chico Carmona back for another. Oh, and he's, he's getting his chalata going. Uh, <laughs> uh, going. Hey, cheers. And, Mango and Chile. Welcome, we're, we're hoping to have Ishmael on. He may be able to join here in a few minutes, but uh, we're, we're really w- excited to welcome uh, a guest, uh, Armand uh, uh, Kafai, a, a friend of the of the show. He's been on way a long time ago. We had him on, um, and most recently uh, finished up a, a short a, t- a tenure with FC Dallas as a data consultant with the team, um, and uh, so going to bring some insight and and is also con- a contributing writer on Backfield. Um, soccer blog, and so check that out if you haven't yet. We'll be getting right into it here because we got excitement. It's, it's been a long off season, and yet there have been some big things that have happened. There have been new signings. There has been formation changes, new partnership with Benfica, just a lot of exciting things, some of it behind the scenes, and some of it uh, that's going to change the way FC Dallas approaches things this year. And we're going to start with the biggest topic of all, and and Armand, for you just to 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 share some of your perspective on it is that is the signing of, of Peter Musa, uh, a club record signing, an in prime age wise striker from Benfica. He was sought after by some other teams and other top European leagues, but he chose Frisco, and that was the word from the from the uh, press conference announcing the deal was just that he wanted to come. To Frisco, and so it's a it's a big day. It's going to open up a lot of possibilities. A striker to go along with Jesus Ferreira up top, but of course he he's an interesting. He's he's in his prime. Yes, he's 25. He's not the past 30 Frank O'Hara, but that doesn't mean that there's not some question marks about whether how productive he's going to be. So, Aron, give us a little bit of your take. What do you think Musa's impact is going to be? So. But Peter Musa, you get this guy. This first off, let's not
1: like question the ambition. Because the ambition is incredible. This I think prior maybe prior to the Galaxy's move of uh Joseph Painzel, this is I think a top ten like record signing in MLS when it comes to transfer fee. It's huge. It's massive. It's something you wouldn't expect. I think the two teams that broke into the top ten uh this past off season were chicago signing Hugo Kuipers and fc dallas signing Petter musa it's an incredible ambitious signing um and they signed him you know from benfica talent factory as we know um you know for a reported fee of what, 9.7 million plus potential 3 million in add-ons uh, the thing is and the thing i want to investigate is okay like what does musa bring like on a statistical side of things like what it, what is kind of the impact he'll bring and uh, one thing that, you know, you kind of notice is if you kind of glance at, you know, some of his numbers on FB ref or whatever your website of choice, uh, you see like a lot of green on his scouting report. He looks incredible. I mean, some of these numbers on the scouting report are crazy. It's like 99th percentile of everything in like big European competitions. And you have to look deeper into, you know, how many minutes he's played. He didn't play that much uh, for Benfica. Like, I mean, I think it was around 1,500 minutes give or take and was largely used as a super sub um, and I mean I mean I'm sure all your listeners know about Benfica you know they're a team that's gonna be top of the Portuguese league no matter what like they're gonna be in the top three they're always gonna be competing for a title so most of the time they're winning games they're not gonna be coming from you know behind et cetera et cetera so uh, it's it's really interesting because Musa's time in Portugal is split between that those Benfica moments. And also those moments at Boa Vista where he played with uh, former FC Dallas player, Reggie Cannon. Yeah. And the difference between the two is super interesting. Um, but I mean, just to, to, to start it off uh, just kind of blindly looking at the Benfica numbers. You can't really do that. We got to add a little bit more context. We got to add a little bit more of, you know, Hey, what's going on, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I mean, if you want my initial uh, reaction, I think it's a very ambitious signing. Uh, it's, I think, fantastic for a club that they're showing this level of commitment uh, to a player and to Nico Estevez, right? Like, this is a, this is a yeah. commitment to him as well. Like, like last season, what did they make any really big signings outside of Acer, who came on a free? I don't mm-hmm. think so. so um, but the question, I think, comes down to, he did this for a team that was top three in Portugal. Who was who was fantastic? Can you do it for a team that may not necessarily be a clear cut top three team within MLS? Hmm. So you're
0: saying the yeah the, he, <coughs> he's out there in Benfica playing with talent, quality in every position around him, right? And he's coming to FC Dallas, which has this mix of certainly some talent, definite talent, but also some of these positions where you don't you wouldn't mind some more you know and especially I think as we start the season off you're I you know I don't know that this is the strongest center back lineup in the existence of FC Dallas uh, especially this season Uh, some good some quality there for sure but um, yeah he's he's gonna have to it'll be interesting to see how he makes that that jump right I mean that and how he fits in with that, and whether he and Jesus can can learn quickly how to partner well together.
2: Yeah. Well, I think yeah, the I'm, thing- I'm. Jose, start off. You, sorry, I didn't mean to. Go ahead, all you. I just wanted to say that I'm just excited because uh, forget forget the 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 questions and all that about you know you're gonna have concerns anytime you bring in a player, especially when you spend a lot of money. But it's his profile. We've been demanding a a true center for a true nine someone that's big and physical someone someone we haven't had here in quite some time uh and 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 on the on that end this is the kind of sign in that they brought in. We've had a lot of complaints that so, hey you're not spending any money hey you're not going out and getting that big that big uh center forward that can help us break down those low those those low block teams and and you know FC short, you know, we, this is exciting because now you have that presence, you know, it's, it's like last year you saw, you saw, uh, Tafari and, and, and Ibiaga combine, you know, to be our better, our best presence, you know, because of how big they were on set pieces. And it's kind of like little light and say, Hey, why did we had a nine that could do what they do all the time? And so it's exciting on that end. It, it's. It's it's something that we're just simply not used to seeing as FC Dallas fans. Period. We're just not used to it. So it's something you can get excited about and worry about, you know, and 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 say, "Wow, the our biggest biggest complaint has been answered." There, there's other complaints, but this is a step in the right direction. And to your point, Jose, like.
1: I think for his career in Portugal, uh, Musa has won. I think on average, uh, per you know, ninety minutes, four headers a game. Uh, in my article, uh, I don't think anyone in the FC Dallas like attacking front line. If you combine their headers, aerials, one would add up to four. Like I'm talking with Ber- Bernie, with a H- Jesus, with Haden, with Paul, with Allen, Which- with he- with with Ferreira, like they wouldn't even add up and that's the no, presence I, like, that you're
2: getting up top. Exactly. And I think Tafari is like the only dominant aerial presence we have, but you know, that's on the defensive end, you know, not not on the offensive side of things. So, you know, we always complain about all these crosses, you know, you keep crossing the ball, and there's nobody at the end of those crosses. <laughs> you know, because because all our all our attackers are short, you know. And and now there is a target out there for those crosses which is exciting yeah. and
0: heck there's a there's another that that rookie kid Farrington who's flashing some stuff in preseason it turns out he may maybe a really you know people are like hey FC Dallas reached but uh maybe if the team already knew that you know that Musa was their target which I, I think they've been working on this for a while um you want someone who could with some size so you can bring in as a backup you know to 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 add the extra people reward. were saying
1: Farrington was a reach is that like yeah a, yeah that's I mean yeah. Carrington would have gone top five yeah uh, if like from the if people are saying they're reached they're wrong because he would have been snapped up by the time FC Dallas was uh on the uh was on the board back at fifteen like the kid uh just around uh you know other draft circles <laughs> like from what I've heard would have been like
2: a top five pick yeah but you like know that, you know that's, he's a good kid you know what's even more exciting about Farrington is that we got him, and then we got Musa, and now it makes sense because let's face it you love to to bring in a young player and have somebody ahead of him that he can learn from that he can learn the ropes from and this is exciting because you got Musa and now Farrington is technically his understudy he's he's his backup the guy that the kid's gonna be around Musa learning from him, and you love to see that you want to you want to have the young players have somebody ahead of them that they look up to that they say hey you know i'm going to learn from this guy you know uh I, uh ilar mendy love that guy because you got all these midfielders get to see how professional this guy is you know everyone talks about his age and then you know comes in preseason and just blows everybody out of the water with his fitness and professional and and that's something you need the younger players to see and say see that's how you do it you come in on the, on the off and the best most fit player is the oldest guy in the squad you know because he's a true professional and, and that's what you got to strive for so I'm excited about what this signings this team is doing is going, is showing to the younger players
0: it, it it's a big deal and of course uh, when we were all really excited and, and the news was circulating about musa and there were some moments there where it's like Oh no! Here comes someone in France. You know, you know that you think, oh, is this going to work or is this going to fall apart? And then, and then, and then also at the same time, it leads to this partnership with Benfica, which is a big deal. And you know, I was sure to ask, um, you know, Dan Hunt at the press conference about how this was different from Bayern, and really specifically, was this going to be a two-way? And um, because I think it became clear with the Bayern deal that. They wanted to get good access to some, some talent from the U S from a good Academy, but they also wanted to get them at bargain prices. And, uh, which is really not maybe in FC Dallas's best interest there. I mean, Chris Richard is the, is the really notable name that came out of that. Um, but, and we were all hoping that maybe they, Byron would send a, someone from the second team to FC Dallas for a loan, but you know, that, so that was the big question and it seems like at least initially that's the the thought of that that this may open the door for some Benfica players who need minutes who need opportunities to or even from other academies that Benfica has around the world um so it could be a, a, a real interesting partnership uh, for for this team to build upon and of course the timing is makes sense because of the world cup on the way and so it gives Benfica um, a presence and, uh, you know, a, a way to to market and, and, and you know, scout and things like that, take advantage of the growth of the game in North America. So a, a big, so, so a whole series of things that happened this offseason that weren't really on any of our checklist or our wish list, maybe, but, but seemed to pose well and also FC Dallas is now using artificial intelligence to scan
2: people for weapons the way um, into the game. <laughs> uh, Nate, I'm, uh, I'm going to interrupt a little uh, only because there's some breaking news and I, no one's been talking about it. So I just want to bring it up because even in our in our chats, no one's mentioned the fact that Antonio Carrera has been sent out alone today to uh, North Carolina FC. Uh, now officially my team i'll be following in the usl championship he joins get this antonio carrera joins lamar batista who used to play for north texas (laughs) mikey maldonado uh shaft brewer jr uh hayes and jaden servania that's an fc dallas
1: mad Liz if i've ever heard
2: one right there it is it is they (laughs) remember they played in the usl league one last year and promoted themselves up to the usl championship and then immediately started signing up all these uh fc dallas uh centric players which i've been keeping tabs on and so caught me excited i'll be cheering for for these guys uh this year you know north uh, should be North Carolina FC should be like North FCD. <laughs> That's what it should be. Sorry, you may continue. Just wanted to point that out because I don't yeah, see anyone no, talking it, about it. Yeah, I I'm did see excited. that
0: earlier. There was a little chatter in the Twitter back room about it. Um, and so but it's good. And, and he can be recalled at any time. But he needs he needs his next challenge. He needs to continue to grow and and you know just backing up. Um, it's the right move. It's the right yeah. move for him. Pauses is, is and so Jimmy's back for another year and you know so it's a, a kind of a positive, positive element for for Antonio. Um, yeah, so uh, you know I'm I'm uh, you know I, as an FC Dallas fan we've had a whole host of of strikers come through and probably the two that sort of worked out, you know, Blas Perez you know, go all the way back to Blas uh, and I'm not go before that but then you know B- B- Cobra. Yeah, he was it was great although um, he was not here super long but all these other guys that they brought in over the years Christian Coleman uh, you of course Frank O'Hara most recently just have not been um, he just just didn't deliver what FC Dallas needed and so so I understand the fans have some skepticism about Musa that he's expensive and what if what if it doesn't work out um, but I I, I think the t- I think the team probably did their homework here, and and it's going to be very interesting to see. And and the other bonus is it opens up that door if the if an offer comes for Jesus Ferreira, not to Russia, but you know to somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> it, it opens the door for them to think, okay, you know, we could survive Jesus getting transferred because because before Musa's arrival, you know, you really don't have that pedigree of striker yet. Maybe Kumungo will get there.
2: Maybe, you know, uh,
0: maybe, maybe there's another player, but...
2: Um... We were predictable in the attack last year. Let's face it, you know, it, it all went through Jesus. And if Jesus, you know, when Jesus scored, the team was likely to win or at least get a draw at minimum. If he didn't score, it was the opposite. You know, it was it was a loss or we'd be likely to get a draw. He was the one and only true scoring option we had. We had other secondary options, but none of them were reliable, you know? Uh, And and adding that second scoring option, you know, hopefully will be the primary option. That opens up things for everybody else, you know? You know, Kamungo is coming along. Now we don't have to say, oh, man, Kamungo's got to be that second strike, that second score, no more. Now these younger players... Don't have to be the guys, you know, backing up his, who's on goals. Now it can be a team effort and not worry about it. Cause you've got your lightning rods for, 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 um, for the attack. Hmm. So very exciting. Uh, it, it should make us less predictable and let's not forget the change in formation. Yeah. You know, I'm really excited to see uh, what Don Tassili does. He's, I mean, I'm sorry. He's been showing flashes in, 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 Preseason, and it's just preseason, of course. But you have to think that he's won a starting job uh, over there on on, on on as a right wing back based off his performance. And, and unlike other players that have had excellent preseasons, he's a known quantity. He's a player who we know is talented and simply hasn't showed it until recently. So mm. there, it, I'm not saying it's a home run, but I'm saying it's a sign that he's finally getting it. And, and, and that's exciting, I think, for, for the team to have a young player that's come through the system suddenly show flashes that maybe he's going to start hitting uh, on, on that talent that he's flashed.
0: Yeah, that's it's a big storyline there if Dante grabs a starting spot. Um, you know, there were a lot of question marks when he came back after his loan ended last summer. And then uh, and some of these players, of course, as he else has moved on from it's like we you know we just don't have the spot for you or you know there's not a pathway for you to get minutes or whatever uh but Dante apparently uh there is that and and it's continuing and, and what's fascinating about it too is because like I I would say I, I like Farfan you know at left back last season I thought our right back situation I thought Giovan Jesus was coming along before he got injured I was making improvements and adjusting um and Tumasi is, is this is a is a good MLS kind of player, roster piece, and um and and came on strong toward the end of the season, but it always felt like that was a position the team needed to to develop on. But but here it comes with this formation switch. Maybe you turn that into uh, a strength. You know, you turn you, you have these young players who can can be a little more of that, that in between well, role.
2: Um well, and it just it the team's options now because Farfan's strength is defense and so is Tomasi's. Their strength isn't going forward. They're 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 serviceable, but they're not real threats. And now you've switched the formation and now you bring in uh Seeley and uh Endale, who's the other guy that's that's been having an excellent preseason. Yeah. And now you're seeing Tomasi and Farfan are your defensive options. So now the team when they go defensive, when they opt to, you know, cuz I'm sure they'll use both formations, I don't think Farfan is out of a starting job. I think he's going to be starting some games, and, and Dante Sealy or whoever is the right-wing back will also start some games. And this is great for Farfan. Farfan has been an Iron Man, and both of the last two seasons. Towards the end of the season, he's just looked worn out because he simply doesn't get any rest. So I'm excited to see yeah. how Farfan looks when he doesn't have to play every single match for this team.
0: Armin, what are your thoughts about this new formation? Does it give you some excitement? Um, it, it, I mean, uh, first off, it's like the sexy formation being
1: used in Europe now, right? Like Xabi Alonso and Leverkusen's using a variation of it. Um, and we saw the crew, they won MLS Cup using, uh, the 3 4, uh, 2 1, 2 a degree or wherever the hell you want to call it. Sorry, you can see half my face. I'm trying to like adjust as we speak. Uh, but, um, essentially, uh, well, I think is super interesting, and what I think theoretically should happen, right, is the addition of Pedro Musa should open up more things for Jesus. Uh, I mean, Jesus uh, as a forward, like his expected assist numbers uh, were incre were really good. They're up there with Cucho Hernandez, who played in the three four two one with Columbus last year. So that's only going to open things up, and we know Jesus can score goals. So that's only going to open up things for Jesus having Musa there. Here's the thing. I think the formation itself is going to be – there's going to be some growing pains, right? Like, nothing's not, nothing's always going to be perfect. You're going to be – we saw in Columbus, defensively for the first, I think, like, seven to eight games last season, they were, like, rough. And they finally – they acquired a couple of pieces. Adminson from New York City FC. He became the left center back. They got Rudy Camacho from Montreal. They kind of stabilized that back line, established who they were going with, and kind of went from there. FC Dallas, if you – kind of think about it, has been kind of building, all of us on purpose, but like Columbus. Okay, so what, like, the projected left center back is what, Junko, right? That's right. a former left back. Yep. Um, You have a strong midfielder there that can retain the ball like Darlington, Nagby, and Aseb And they're both, you know, on the old, older age. And I think I was looking at the stat that, like, Ilar and Nagby were like, amongst them, the top people in retaining the ball under pressure. You have a young guy next to Aser, which I I don't know if it'll be Pax in the first weeks because he's been out, but uh, you know whoever kind of cov- uh, covering ground. You have the 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 new the new fullbacks. You have a strong forward up top. That's Kucho for uh, Columbus for FC Dallas. It's the investment in Musa. So I mean, as a as a uh, I don't know as someone like watching the game, it's you have to make you can make a very strong argument that FC Dallas is one more. One of the most interesting teams coming into MLS this season, mm-hmm. big name signing, new formation play, uh, you know, another, uh, you know, a great manager in Nico, um, and guys, like let's not forget, like that's without Alan Velasco, mm-hmm. and that's like that's a guy that you know, let's say you sell Jesus, he can just, and if he's healthy, he slots right into that role that Jesus would occupy, so well, you almost literally miss a beat.
2: Actually, what I was going to say is, is if Velasco returns, your your top three would be Musa, Jesus, and Velasco. So in reality, if Jesus leaves, it would actually be Bernie who would then slide in there. And it's still that's still a sexy looking attack any way you slice it. And and I want to add something that no one's really talking about. Um, don't forget that uh, Ilara and and Fraser both joined. Mid season last year, hundred percent, Jose. I was about to say that, hundred percent, and and you have to think, what if that was their their you know usually players when they come in mid season they they struggle. What if what we saw is two players that are struggling, you know, and if that's Ilara struggling, (laughs) and now he's got a full preseason under his belt, wow, the the potential for that midfield is going to be insane. I mean, Fraser has actually looked way better than he did last year. He's looked big, physical uh uh certainly a lot more fire than what I saw last year and that's just a fact of hey he's he's settled in now he's got a preseason under his belt so i'm excited for the players that joined uh midseason seeing what they do now that they have a full preseason with the team and i, I it's just yeah. a real time to get excited for this team it's it's got potential yeah. we have still have the concerns about about injuries and stuff like that but that's not something that that we need to worry about let's see what this team can do the potential is there for this team to be something special at least something we haven't seen them off from from in texas mm-hmm. uh in north texas so
0: it is exciting i mean they're hoping to build on uh, the defense and just add that attacking presence it's just to get over the,
2: the well, one last thing one last thing Nathan, because i know you do want to wrap it up i want to say that that yes we still have the same concerns in the back line that we had last year but i want to point out that there was no differential in goals allowed the first two seasons that, that, that Nico coach uh, managed his team. They had like the same goals allowed both seasons. And the big concern was adding, adding, uh, defensive, uh, uh, center back on there. And, and I'll tell you right now that I think, I think we've got an upgrade over Martinez, you know, uh, it's not what we asked for, but I think this back line is actually better than last year's back line. The only problem is the fact that they're going to a three-man back line that brings back the concern that we don't have enough defenders. So, but I actually think this is a better backline than last year's. All right. Oh, well, that's going to be With fun. Yep. Still, still depth concern, though.
0: We're going to wrap this show up. Um as uh, my night's just beginning and uh, but it, but it's the beginning of the conversation too. FC Dallas uh, welcome San Jose on Saturday. It's going to be an exciting one. It's 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 the season's underway actually. I guess the last night Miami uh took care of Real Salt Lake in Miami. Um I saw I saw that 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 uh move by Messi where he literally Dribbled the ball over the injured player, what you know, like he just scooped it up. You know, it's just, it's just like this. this that should be illegal. <laughs> not, I, I okay,
2: saw yeah. the same. I saw the same Miami team that that we played in in League Cup. Honestly, there that backline is a joke. I have no clue how RSL didn't score any goals on those guys. If that's FC Dallas, we're we're shipping four goals on those guys. All those turnovers, unreal. Watching RSL just basically unable to hit anything. Well,
0: all right, so as a close, uh, predictions for, for Saturday for FC Dallas. Keep in mind that FC Dallas and San Jose have played to a lot of draws of these past few seasons. So, um, you know, that in its opening day, both teams are going to be a little rusty. You know, there'll be nerves and stuff. Uh, you know, so I, it's hard. You know, draw is very much within the realm of possibility, but I also think those draws hurt FC Dallas, especially dropping points at home. Uh, they really need to get things started. So I'm going with a 2-1. Two to one win at home. Armand. Um.
1: Well, look, I'm gonna abstain because these two guys, Nico and Lucci, were two guys I've worked under. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm honest. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for a good game, so uh, it should be interesting. I mean, Dallas down three DPs. Uh, I think the guys at San Jose brought in, like a couple of them, like Amal Pellegrino, they're amazing winner. they got from a Nor- uh, a Norwegian club. He's not gonna be in. I think it's going to be a typical like first game of the season. It's going to be kind of sloppy, kind of messy. A new formation with with FC Dallas. You know, some players missing for San Jose, but I hope it's a good game. The weather will be nice. So that's my, that, that's, my right. that's that's my unbiased. Right that's I, fair.
2: I my my prediction is one zero FC D. It, it's not going to be pretty, and and uh, it's but I I think the new formation will pay dividends, and you'll see. <clears throat> excuse me. um You'll see uh, uh, either a set piece goal or or uh, one of the the wing. You know it'll come from the wings. Either way, it's it, it's it's going to be one of those where FC Dallas scores probably late, and we're basically complaining most of the time watching, saying you know because let's face it, you're going to miss not having Jesus and Musa out there. Yeah, sure. but I think the team is solid enough. I have more faith in FC Dallas having a, a good first week than, than San Jose. Who, by the way, I feel I feel bad for Lucci because uh, them sailing, s- selling selling uh, Cade, um, is it Cade Cowell, is that mm-hmm. is that his yeah. name? Right, Craig? Yep. It, it just feels like when Dallas went and sold Gresso on him. so it, it just feels that way. It's like, oh hey, you're know, we going to take your 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 this this kid who's probably on the verge of being a, a star for your team, and we're just going to sell him. And, and sorry, Lucci. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, that's how it feels like to me.
0: Well, let's let's leave it there. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. It looks like we had some streaming issues. That's why we do this preseason thing. And you, know, you got to work out. You got to work it out. You know, you get working on the field and go back and look at the tape. Anyway, we'll, so we'll, we'll get to it. And, of course, we'll be back on Monday evenings, unless otherwise noted. Uh, and you can follow us at afterburn.soccer. Um, thanks, thanks Armand. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Jose. Yeah, Let's Cheers, go to guys. Dallas. All right. Good Thanks, night. Guys.
2: Go NCD.